Manchester United lost to Manchester City 2-0 at Old Trafford in their first derby game this season. The score did not seem so bad as their loss to Liverpool previously, but the process was worse because United barely made much decent resistance. It's not the first time for multiple sides to recommend, if not requesting, to sack their manager. The club has been very tolerant with this icon of United despite his poor managing record. Will the derby loss be the last straw on him? Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. I hate to say that we saw this coming, but we yeah. saw it coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. This is one of those losses where I think we were talking about this almost、um, every time we mention、oh, United. Yeah, basically every time we talk about them, we're expecting a big loss. But this one, it's not a big loss、mm. in the Liverpool sense. Somehow, by being Less in terms of goals. Yeah, it's somehow even worse、mm. because it's one thing for a team like Liverpool to be okay, full strength, barreling forward, goals, 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 trying to beat you. Then you come against Manchester City, who always just toy with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. They're willing to not really try that hard, or they press that hard, and it ends up in a situation where, yes, they only scored two. What you consider the possession, you consider where most of the game was played. It was basically all outside of the United box.、Mm-hmm. I believe there was only one shot on target, at least throughout the、True. first half, and that was Ronaldo. Yeah. So it's one of those games where somehow, by being not as bad numerically, it's、mm-hmm. worse overall because it shows that they aren't really a threat anymore. Yeah. And it also shows that in terms of management, Ole, you know, he's been. He'd been on the edge of being fired for a very long time,、mm. and even from that Liverpool loss, go to their next games. You have the game against Spurs, which they won. True. The game against Atalanta, where they drew.、Mm. In those games, he is saving his career. Yeah. But he, there's been no evolution. There's been absolutely no growth whatsoever. No. The way Manchester City beat this side is simply a case of. Pep watched them midweek、mm-hmm. and knew exactly where their weaknesses were because.、Definitely. You could almost sense that Eric Bailly was going to get that own goal、mm. simply because his defense against Atalanta was the only thing that kept them in it. Which means、yeah. Pep will have been watching that and knowing their only defense is the, the Bailly scramble,、mm-hmm. and you put enough pressure on one you person. You make a mistake precisely.、Yeah. So first you had that, and then you had the first real goal, I guess,、mm-hmm. um, and the way that came. There was just no positional play no. whatsoever. They were playing out to the right, and what happened then is all the players followed across. They passed back. The ball goes to the left. I forget who had the shot, but they crossed it right in, and basically Luke Shaw was the one guy trying to stop her from going、mm. in. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't happen. No, because they were so out of position. They had absolutely no shape to them. Yeah, there's been no coaching there whatsoever. That's actually what I saw. Because when they were trailing two to nothing, I yeah, mean,、uh, I still okay with the lead. Pap、yeah. was like, okay, go there、yeah. and do that. Well, Ole was,、mm-hmm. yeah, like he knew it's coming and it's like,、okay, yeah, I mean, what can I do? Yeah, exactly. That's bad sign. Like, <laughs> And the way like Bernardo Silva got in、yeah. right at the back post, it was as if he knew nothing would stop him between the ball being released and the goal. So he just went right the way with with him. So even the players on the pitch know 
that they can just kind of expect these goals mm-hmm. to arrive. But they have five backs. Yeah. They should have more than enough to stop anyone from you know entering well, the box. Well, that, that's it. The fact they were just pulled apart just by simple left and right lateral play is just so embarrassing for this side. It's like we say, it's only one goal, two if you include the own, own goal. goal. But even so, like the fact they were just playing with this kind of not much, not too much pace. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel like it didn't look like you know. You get to the 60th minute. Phil Foden didn't really look tired. Rather, Silva didn't really look that tired. No one really looked that out of him. They just knew they had the game under control from those opening, opening, let's say even 10 minutes. Yeah. There was a statistic on Sky Sports, I believe, where after the first 25 minutes, only 7% of the game had been outside of the, the United box area. That's horrible, yeah. So there's so much pressure. You know, Pep is known for playing a high line. But this was basically everyone on This is not equal competition anymore. Yeah, pr- precisely. And we're also saying about how he learned about um, Peplin. They were relying so much on Eric Bailly. He also must have seen that they got that draw from two miraculous Ronaldo mm. goals. So every time they got a bit of space, every time Ronaldo got a bit of movement, he was closed down. Yeah, because that's the only one they should watch out for. Yeah, because that's it. When he was closed down, it isn't as if he could pass back and be like, okay, Pogba will help me out, or you know, Marcus Rash will help me out, Jaden Sancho, someone. Even though we have this massive team, mm-hmm. this very deep bench, all these talents, this was a game played from the perspective of... Ronaldo is the guy, and if he can't do it, nobody can. That's how City played, and it's also how United played because yeah. they had absolutely no second options. And what's the point of paying so such a huge number of salaries when you can only count on a guy who is almost, I mean, 36, 37 yeah. years old? Yeah. yeah, because on one hand, you can say, yes, he's worth the money because he rescued them twice against Atalanta. True. But on the other hand... It's such a waste of money if your team needs to be rescued twice from a weakened Atalanta side. Mm -hmm. That shows the money needs to be invested elsewhere. And you have to wonder, you know, let's say Ronaldo isn't there. Who's to say Jadon Sancho wouldn't have filled in perhaps as a more versatile, as a more... Um, I'm more of a team player, less of a tip of the spear and more of like, you know, a a two up front with Cavani, something Mm -hmm. like that. So it's one of those things where even at their best... Even with Ronaldo scoring midweek, even with Ronaldo being the one particular threat, he didn't get much, he was still slightly a threat. They were still playing ugly games. Exactly. Yeah. And it's one of those things now where, with what's the end of this? How I mean, many chances do they give him? Exactly. I mean, are, are we looking at a United that are polluted by, I don't know, what all kind of negative ideas and emotions of all Because yeah. when your manager was behaving like that, not for just this game. Yeah. For the whole season, if not the last season included, how are you going to energize your players? How can you tell them that you need to fight? And yeah. They, they couldn't because they have no instructions. And not only all the season, all these seasons later, mm-hmm. because as we've mentioned so many times, anytime they get a win, you're trying to figure out, okay, what are the tactics here? What was the methodology behind it? And every single piece of success they've had, as we saw against Spurs, is space is opened, they were able to be reflexive, and the individual skill of the players bore out. And then you ask, well, what did the manager do? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, I cannot figure it out. All these years later, I cannot figure out what he wants, what he intends, what he expects. Ole is simply there because 
you know him as a club legend. It's a rule. You need a guy wearing suits there. Precisely. Like, you know, there's, there's often been criticisms of Pep in the sense of he always has these packed squads, the most expensive team in mm-hmm. whatever league he's in. There's always a belief that if he wasn't there, the team could basically coach itself. But what we are seeing with United is a team that should be in that position. And you get the feeling almost they have to coach themselves. They have to look at Ronaldo to pull pull them around, tell them where to go on the pitch. Because they have because, because an absence of that manager. Because Ole's not going to do it. He's yeah. going to be there in the suit doing kind of nothing. I, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's ridiculous. We could go back to this podcast from the very beginning and the amount of times I have said, you have said, just we, what is he doing? We don't know. And it's, it's almost a case of I was happy when they lost to Liverpool and we had Gary Neville saying the same thing because mm. I sometimes think, well, I'm a fan. I'm not a coach. I'm not a player. Maybe there's intricacies to the game I'm not picking up. There's nothing there. But there, there are just there. already too many lost games. Yeah. I mean, we finally, there has to be some conclusion that yeah. everyone can see. Right. And let's just say, United have played, including last season, 15 straight home games without a clean sheet. Yeah. They allowed actually more goals at home than they scored. Yeah. That says something about his managing. And I'm quoting the paper in Chinese, they call... United is not going to fire Ole because it, they are so good at self-hypnotism. Mm, that's that's the only yeah. explanation. That's the only explanation for this because also we have to consider that after he beat, after his side beat Spurs, mm-hmm. they fired their manager. They got rid of Nuno Espirito Santos. Yeah. And that is basically, if you look at the way that team was performing, it was the same as this, lifeless, no real direction to it. Whatever his philosophy was, it wasn't applied to the team he had. They were too reliant on um, Son and Harry Kane up front to get the goals. Mm -hmm. When they were actually pressed, when they actually had teams defending them properly, they didn't really know what to do. So we've seen what actually happens to managers like Ole in teams that are not so reliant on this self-hypnotism, on this belief that as a club legend, he's doing something special. And also, now they got rid of uh, Nuno, and got Conte in. Mm-hmm. That means one of the good managers that United could have had is now off the table. No, yeah. So their options, limited as they were, are getting smaller every day. Zidane, I guess, is one of them. But I, I doubt if he's going to take over this team. Yeah, because he's the one that you can think of. But he, like, why would he step in to this? Now? No, it's not the best timing. Yeah. Maybe he should wait, you know, for, for the... Let's just say there's a box of apples. Yeah. One of them starts to rot. We should wait for the rotten one to rot completely and remove it. Yeah. Not just keep him there and, you know, affect others. Precisely. Yeah. So the point of having a former legend of your club is mm-hmm. to, I don't know, because he knows, he has connections, he's young, he's loyal to the club. But apparently, Ole is a failure. Well, also, with Zidane at Real Madrid and Pirlo at Juventus, there's also this belief that as an iconic player, mm-hmm. they like embody the philosophy of the team. Mm. But that's clearly not the case with Ole. What is the philosophy? Because Does he have the any? closest thing I can see is the amount of times they concede, then come back. The only thing I can see is he's using his experience like a super sub to look at a game and figure it out as it goes on. But there are only so many times you can do that before you are leaking so many goals, before teams figure out they can get you early, then sit back and defend. 
So whatever his philosophy is, it isn't one of Alex Ferguson's doing. It's mm-hmm. definitely not of modern David Moyes. No. You know, we are so deep into this now that the philosophy should be clear and there just simply isn't anything. I'm, I'm, I'm grasping at straws to come up with something and I'm relying on what he was famous for 20 years ago in like one or two matches. It's it's It really is a case of you know, Chelsea saw Frank Lampard couldn't do it. They got him out quick and replaced him with a manager who was available and very talented. That's true. We are years into this now with Ole. They aren't willing to get rid of him. They have shown they are willing to just accept this repeated failure. They've missed out on Tuchel. They've missed out on Conte. They've missed out on Nagelsmann. They've missed out even on Flick, perhaps. Yeah. They've missed out on so many people that now, even if someone were to go, they would know they're the second choice. They're not who's actually wanted. No. It's just toxic all the way through. And I That's don't. True. Yeah. And it's got to the point now where we predicted the failure. We predicted the massive loss. Mm-hmm. Now we've predicted not the massive loss in terms of physicality, but the loss in terms of club stature. Mm. And they've kept him on. Yeah. Now the question is like, it's just like a zombie team almost, and we are waiting for the inevitable. Now it's just when will that happen? They're too dead to change anymore. Precisely. Yeah. I, I just don't know what happens next here. Actually, what you say reminded me that he he has been he had been known for uh, as a super sub, mm. super sub. Maybe that's why. Like, because when he was playing, his job was simple: go there and score. Yeah. Maybe that's what he his philosophy like. He told his players, "You go there and score. You go there defend. Just the, uh, the, the suggestions are too simple for anyone to execute. Like right. you need to give us some details. There's no detail. Just like what do we do? And, and likewise, yeah. the lack of any real like drilling in terms of formation or discipline in terms of maintaining shape. Mm. Maybe that's part of it because he was always meant to be on for like only ten minutes. That's true. And be constantly in one direction. Yeah, he doesn't see the picture. Precisely, yeah. he only sees the small thing. He mm. only sees the I have one job to do and I will go and do it. Yeah. So yeah, perhaps that is actually it. His philosophy is correct in the very short term. Mm-hmm. But when you have to do it for 90 minutes, for a whole season, for That's not several different yeah. cups, it simply doesn't translate. No, it doesn't work like that in the FA Cup. Yeah. yeah. But what about Javi Hernandez, who is going back to Barcelona as a manager? He used to be a, mil- a midfielder master. Right. He sees everything, basically, on the, on the field. Will he learn? Does he have anything to learn from Ole's failure? Yeah, I think this is... This can go two ways, I think, because I almost wonder if this is he's brought in for that particular reason. Club legend comes back, Ronald Koeman gone. We've got a guy you like, a guy who's you know talented, beloved, won everything. But also, there's a worry in me that he may be like Lampard, maybe like Pilo, in the sense of they were managing at a low level. You know, um, Lampard was Derby, was Derby, yeah, he was at. Um, Pilo was with the youth team. Mm-hmm. Xavi was in the Qatari, uh, Qatari, yeah, League. Qatari yeah. League. That is great to get experience, but you're meant to go from that to but build. But it's a different world in the top European league. Precisely. By jumping the line, he will have a lot to prove here. And on one thing, like, sure, you can't really get worse than this current Barcelona, but they will have to know that if they if Xavi doesn't figure things out by the end of the season, they can't keep him around like Ole. Oh, they well, can't keep him around. It's going to be a challenge because they're what now, t- number 10? Exactly. Yeah. So they are going to basically say to him, get us in the Champions League. Yeah. And if he can do that, he'll buy himself another season. But if he doesn't get into the Champions League, 
and they still give him another season. Well, that's Man United again. Exactly. That shows the rot is set in. I mean, I never thought I was sadist because, of course, there are feudal politics in mm-hmm. the football world. I mean, look at Real. Yeah. Look at sometimes Bayern, the mm-hmm. Hollywood on the football field. Yeah. I never thought I would say that for Barcelona, but that's exactly what is happening there. Right. So uh, they're president is bringing someone he has been knowing for a long time. The question is, which side is Xavi on? The president's side or the club side? Yeah. Or the fans' side? Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of questions mm-hmm. that need to be asked, answered here. And I like to think it will be sorted by, you know, the start of next year, let's say around the knockouts of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. But this is a recurring theme now where it seems like clubs that are floundering bring back a legend and so many times it simply hasn't worked. Because the thing which people really need to remember is you look at these successful managers like um, like Pep Guardiola, yep. Jurgen Klopp, Thomas Tuchel, early Jose Mourinho. They have links to the clubs they are with, mm-hmm. but you never think of their, like, playing performance you know you could no they're you, never a star player ex- I mean, Moreno he who had a video of him playing precisely yeah. like I think there's like one video of like him playing against Pep and like they wow. were both they were both on as like substitutes for yeah. one game or something like that so we are still waiting I think for the star player to come in and translate to being the star manager mm-hmm. I like to think Xavi being so smart as a player that will translate but it's failed so many times that I am sure this will be a band-aid until at least they get someone uh, someone more more used to him. Yeah. Then they can put him in as a as a second, as a coach, perhaps send him to the youth team as an assistant or something, then bring him back. But as it stands, they can't get any worse than Ronald Koeman. And hopefully mm, hopefully the management have learned from Manchester United's mistakes. I don't know. Yeah, and I think they need to realize something because when we are talking about superstar player turning to superstar manager mm-hmm. or even successful manager, the only one I can think of is Zidane. Zidane yeah. The problem is Zidane helped Real won so many Champions League titles, but he didn't do so well in the league. He yeah. actually sacrificed the Liga for Champions League. Even after so many honors, people were still questioning, like, are you a tournament manager? Yeah, precisely. He's like the one you can point to as a massive success. In fact, it's funny you mentioned tournament manager in that sense, because that was always the thing with Carlo Ancelotti. Mm -hmm. Fantastic player, then becomes a manager who excels at tournaments, but actual leagues, not so much. Yeah. So that's the thing which I wonder, I'll have to do some research into this to see if there's a recurring trend of the star players can get it done on this knockout immediate basis. But when it comes to the long form, the grinding out the three point wins, the one point draws, if they aren't that good. I am very interested though to see Xavi, particularly because he's the first, I think, of this generation to step up. True. You know, Xabi Alonso is managing, I think he's managing like a second league team yeah. or something. Yeah. So he's the first of this golden generation of Spanish players to make that leap. Mm-hmm. So he is the canary in the coal mine, I think, to see whether that translates on the pitch to off. But like I say, just to go back to it, you can't do worse than Ronald Koeman at this point. So we'll see. As long as the <laughs> club is new, it's not trying to hold him back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. Bye-bye.